Hey guys, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. So I just heard something that kind of blew my mind and made an idea that I try really hard to understand become a little more comprehensible. So let me see if I can explain this to you. So um, basically, <laughs> I would love to think that like the way that we're supposed to respond to other people is like input in. This is the truth. I react, input, I would guess, output, out. With the idea being like, you know, somebody walks up to you and they say, hey, um, I hate your t-shirt. And you can decide, you know, whether that hurts your feelings and what they meant. And, um, you know, you might feel sad or you might get mad at them or you might just be like mystified like why would somebody say something like that but you're going to have some kind of reaction and that's kind of an extreme and weird uh example but uh you kind of get what I'm saying and I think I'm going to stick with this one uh as we move through so this person walks up to you and maybe they have a smile on their face and they say I hate your t-shirt and you feel bad, right? And you have this whole cascade of emotions and thoughts in your body, feeling insulted, not understanding, starting to make up stories about this other person, what they're all about, uh, you know, why they would say something to you like that, how much you hate them, what a bad childhood they must have had, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So in that particular example, um, it seems pretty clear, like what, like it's a jerky thing to say, but the truth is that you actually have no idea. You have some idea. I know I get it. Like this is the way that I think too, but you don't really know what's going on and you have a lot of choice over the reaction that you have on the inside, even if it doesn't feel like it. So, um, what I'm saying about that you don't know what's going on, like words did just enter your head. And I think most reasonable English pe speaking people would think like there's something kind of insulting about that. Okay. But imagine if a person had come up to you on the street and they said that to you in a language that you don't understand with a smile on their face. And, um, you would probably assume that they were saying something nice to you because they have a smile on their face, right? And you assume that if somebody's smiling, that their words, that the words that are going to come into your head are actually going to be into your ears and into your mind are going to be like positive and like something that you would want to respond to. You still have absolutely no idea. You don't know you're making an assumption. And then in that case, the idea that your assumption could be inaccurate, that seems really logical, right? So I've taken two examples, one where, um, you know, like maybe a, a jury of your peers would agree that it was reasonable for you to assume good intent and that the message was good and to react in a way that was happy inside and, and calm and, um, you know, pleased and not all revved up. And maybe you'd find it easier to listen to the next thing that that person had to say. Whereas in the version where they're speaking the language that you understand and they say, I hate your t-shirt, um, you, uh, I think a jury of your peers would say you had a reason to be mad 
at them, right? Or to feel hurt or upset. Okay, so hold on to those two examples. Here's the thing. You're always way closer to the not understanding than you think you are. So I'll give you a few examples for that first, like, person who speaks your same language and told you that they hated your t-shirt. They could be talking to the person in back of you. They could be being sarcastic. They could be socially super uncomfortable people who think it's funny to kind of say the opposite of what they really mean and they might actually really love your t-shirt. Uh, they, Your t-shirt might be the t-shirt that the bully in seventh grade was wearing when they teased them mercilessly on the school bus and punched them in the nose. Uh, it could be, um, I mean, there are just some, those are some examples of like, it's still not great news going into your ears, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, that their intent, that it could be that they are being sloppy communicators. It could be that their own, hurt or misunderstanding on the inside is so great that they're actually not speaking the same language as you anymore, right? So there's the literally speaking the same language, but there's also the just like shared understanding and also that everybody is constantly having emotional weather on the inside. So um, here, I'll give you another example of this. So um no, I'm not going to give you another example. Well, I guess what I was thinking about was this show that I keep watching and keep t- telling you about called Call My Agent. And guys, I'm on the very last, very last episode. Only have 20 minutes left. I don't know why we leave these dribs and drabs of episodes, but we do. And um, I think we're going to watch it tonight. So, but in Call My Agent, they speak French, and I have a reasonable understanding of French, and sometimes, either because I'm distracted by something on my phone, or I'm turned around to grab another handful of popcorn, or whatever, I, or just because I want to try to test my understanding, I will stop looking at the subtitles and just try to listen to the French. And I'm usually pretty sure <clears throat> that I basically understand like the gist of the conversation. Like I could tell between the acting and the talking, what the general narrative is. But as soon as I go back to the subtitles, I realize like that I'm missing all kinds of nuances. And I think we do that all the time with other people. And the reason that it's important is not because it's your responsibility, like with the t-shirt person, to be constantly trying to understand every little thing that's going on in their life. But the thing is that we're always making up stories. We're always approximating narratives of other people and what they mean and what it should mean for us. And I think we're often overreacting. Like we're often having some kind of nervous system reaction, fight, flight, freeze, punch them in the face, gossip about them later, obsess about what they said, obsess about what you said, provoking what they said, you know, all that like, er, when you think about the interaction over and over and you have that feeling of like, you know, you know, you relive it and you have negative stuff happening in your body. Negative stuff happening in your brain and body has a purpose. But when it's about something invented, which it almost always is with other people, it is like, 
The moment has passed. You don't really know what was happening. So what should you do? Well, I think one thing is get a little bit of distance. Like what if you could pretend the other person was kind of speaking a foreign language and that you don't have the subtitles actually. And like, you don't have the subtitle that says, um, I grew up in a family where sarcasm is like the way that we all communicate with each other. And you didn't get the subtitle that said, um, I'm actually kind of intimidated by you and a little bit like wishing that I had that t-shirt because I actually think it looks great. And maybe you didn't get the subtitle that said that uh, that person just almost got into an accident in the parking lot on their way to meet you. And so they're they're feeling a little bit um, like just not their best settled selves. Like they're kind of like eh, a little bit of a loose cannon. Um, you don't have those pieces of the narrative in the subtitle. All you have is the words coming out of their mouth and your own interpretation of them. So that person could really like love you and admire you and think you look fantastic. And yet what comes out of their mouth like sets off a cascade in you. I'm not sure that you can just completely stop having that reaction. That's how we're built. We're built to react to other people. We're built to interpret other people. But I don't know. It's just something that I, that kind of hit me where I was like, oh, if the other person was saying this thing to me in a language that I couldn't understand, I couldn't react. And yet they speak to me in a language that I understand enough to think I know what's going on. And of course, in the functional sense of like, we all get together and have conversations, you do. But maybe during the times when you're getting especially upset, uh, maybe it's worth stepping back a little bit and thinking that like you've missed out an important, you've missed an important preposition or something tonal or, you know, that maybe you don't have to have that whole spiral happen inside you. Mm. I don't know what the answer is. I just know it's worth thinking about. My recommendation to you is local honey. We bought a jar at a farm stand the other day and I'm not supposed to be eating sugar until our next like big dessert day is flag day. One of my husband's favorite holidays and um, just gives us like a, a place to look toward. But um, and if we eat sugar, it's fine. Sugar is not bad. But I did have a little spoonful of honey. I just wanted to taste it when we brought it home the other day. And gosh, like local honey, it just has all these cool flavors in it, like wine does or like coffee does and absolutely delicious. So next time you're at the farm stand, I know it always seems too expensive, but those bees worked hard. Those farmers worked hard. Fork it over, spoon it up. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.